Welcome to the Parenting in Uniform podcast. My name is Claudia. I became a mom after 16 years of active duty service. That's when I discovered the disparity in knowledge amongst our military leaders concerning service members who are pregnant, postpartum, breastfeeding, and just dealing with military life while balancing families at home. I hope this podcast helps to enlighten us all on parenting while serving our nation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Parenting in Uniform. Today, we'll be speaking with Sarah, and Sarah is a soldier who I've known for several years now, uh, going back to 2015 when we did a deployment together. She started off as a reservist and an NCO and then did green to gold and is now a student at Bullock as a brand new second lieutenant, and we're going to be speaking about family planning. So welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Would you mind kind of giving a little bit of background? You're in the Army, and just, uh, I, I gave very brief synopsis, but if you can give some details. Oh, sure, no problem. So I first decided to join the Army as I was about to graduate high school. I went into the reserves first for four years uh, while I was getting my undergrad degree. And then following my undergrad degree, I wanted to travel more. I really loved being a part of the Army, but I wanted it to be a bigger part of my life. So I transferred to active duty, still enlisted, and did that for about four years on the enlisted side and then applied for green to gold and was accepted, got to stay on active duty while I was going through green to gold. It's a great program if you know anyone who's enlisted and wants to become an officer. It's called the Green to Gold Active Duty Option. And you got your master's degree too. Yes. Yeah. So it allows you to either finish a four-year degree or get a a two-year's master's. And you get to stay on active duty, gain time towards retirement, and still get paid whatever enlisted rank you were while you're going through it. So I finished that in commission uh, this past May. And now I'm at Bullock, which is basic officer leader course. And just looking forward to wrapping this up in about a month and heading on to my first unit as an officer. And you'll be a phenomenal officer for sure. So Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, when you got married and your dual military as well and the dynamics, you know, that play into that. And when you started thinking about possibly starting a family with your husband. Yes, for sure. So when I first came on active duty, Uh, I actually met my husband at that time at my first active duty unit, and we were just really good friends and then (laughs) ended up getting married about a year after meeting, and I just had never been so sure about anything in my life. Uh, He's phenomenal, and he's so supportive, and he was enlisted, obviously, also at the time, and we both knew that we wanted to try to Uh, become officers at some point in our career. Uh, I wanted to do the regular line commission through possibly green to gold or OCS, and he wanted to become a warrant officer. And so uh, the timing just didn't quite work out for for those first four years on active duty, which was totally fine. We both enjoyed getting the enlisted perspective and experience. And then in 2020, I was able to commission and he went off to warrant officer school Mm -hmm. this year. So we didn't really think about the possibility of having kids beyond just mentioning it here and there until once I started, I guess, green to gold, I started thinking more about the requirements of my career path as an officer. And 
how it may be more difficult having a kid at sometimes versus others. And so that's when this conversation started happening a little more. So I guess for the last two years, we've discussed it a little more, but we still aren't sure. We're just trying to figure it out. Right. So as an officer, you have a much clearer, much more clearly defined path, you know, that milestones that you have to hit with key developmental uh, positions and schools that you need to attend. And it is difficult to become a parent, especially a new parent with a newborn infant, you know, during those different milestones that you don't necessarily have on the enlisted side. The enlisted side certainly has its other unique challenges with PME, for instance, a professional military education piece. Uh, so, so what are some of the challenges that uh, you recognized, you know, as you started learning more about becoming an officer and the different milestones for that? So the first challenge that we knew was going to be uh, an issue that we needed to consider is time apart. Because as enlisted individuals, we were in the same career field. So it was a lot easier for our branch manager to get us to the same place. Mm-hmm. But now we're completely different branches uh, within the Army, which just means completely different jobs. And for instance, right after I finish Bullock, I'm not going to be stationed with my husband. I'm going to be about two hours away from him, which is just too far for us to be willing to try to make that commute. So right. we will be living separate and only able to see each other on the weekends, probably. And that's going to be for about two years. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they can get us together after that, but then we'll only be together for a year before I have to come back here for captain's career course for six months. So it, it's just our time together is going to be very broken up for about the next four years or so. And that's going to be a major challenge in addition to having to do heavy assignments such as uh, company command time, maybe even PL platoon leader time, things like that. Right. And you have to do PL and company command time for your branch as well, right? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's definitely a lot of responsibility to take on. And But I'm sorry to hear that you won't be at the same duty station. That's pretty frustrating. Yeah, it was, wasn't what we were, you know, exactly hoping for, but at the same time, I appreciate my branch manager who was willing to work with me and try to get me as close as possible. That was honestly the closest he could get me to my husband mm-hmm. because other, the next closest option was six hours away and that would have been a lot more difficult. So while it won't be easy, I'm grateful that, that my branch manager tried and we'll, we'll make do. <laughs> right. All right. So what do you, what are your thoughts now as far as starting a family? I think that if we decide to have children, I think I would prefer to wait till after company command because I'll be done with my captain career course. I'll be done with company command and things should start to slow down a tiny bit. And at least from what I understand at this point, and I'll be in my early thirties. So I feel that's from my personal preference, not older than I would like to be. So I don't know. I guess that's where I am right now. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good time, you know, only because you'll be uh, able to select hopefully a broadening assignment that is suitable for your family at that point too. And hopefully mm-hmm. you and your husband will be at the same duty station to make it uh, easier and, you know, more enjoyable, obviously. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so that's about, you know, that'll be over five years in at that point. 
as well mm-hmm. uh, as an officer. So that's definitely some long-term planning. And, yeah. you know, and I personally, I waited until after I was a battalion XO and after the, you know, that follow-on broadening assignment. So 16 years in as an officer. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was a long time. <laughs> you know, playing the long game on that one. Cause I just, I get also, I kept getting uh, roped into different deployments and different opportunities that I wanted to do and pursue. And, you know, and it depended on when I got married and everything as well. Yeah. yeah. So good luck I, to you. Thank you. Yeah. And that's like, you're mentioning those things. I think that's another challenge is knowing like when to fit it in, because obviously there's never a perfect time. I even if there's like a better time, there's never a perfect time. And I don't know, I guess, should I try to talk family planning with a commander or should I just have it on my own time? I guess I don't really have that part figured out yet. You know, I've had some commanders ask me to create a timeline and that timeline would have all of my, my career positions. So, you know, everything from when, I'm going to go before a board. So the BZ below the zone board Mm -hmm. and then the primary zone board. And then, uh, you know, around the time when can expect to pin on kind of deal or, you know, be the new rank. And then also when you have different schools and what KD positions you have. So you have that timeline and then sort of below it, you have your personal timeline. So for instance, if you already have kids, when they need to go to certain schools because there comes a point where you might want to stabilize like if your kids are in high school so that way they can graduate from their high school uh you know and then you can start working that out and then being dual military you can also then put another line there that includes your husband's timeline so that way you guys can try and figure out when you're all sinking especially since he's a warrant officer so he has a completely different career path from you. So that's one way you can start looking at the big picture and at least try to go five to 10 years out on that. You you can plan that out all the way through 20 years and you already, both of you already have prior service. So for you, 20 years might, you know, you'll be young majors for instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I only, we both only have 13 left. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to hit major uh, for those last three years, hopefully, depending on the timeline for promotions that Bullock has told us is kind of reasonable at this time. So, but I guess we'll see. But that's right. a good idea to include. I already have a personal timeline card that I've made mm-hmm. with my, uh, but it only goes out about, I guess, five years at this time. And I haven't added my husband's timeline on there yet. But I think once I get a better feel for how his career is going to go and he gets assigned a branch manager, then we can start adding that on there. Sponsors are needed to keep this podcast going. Since although it is not a for-profit business, there is an associated cost to release each episode. And so I'm really excited to introduce Miss Military Mom as a sponsor. For you nursing mamas out there, Miss Military Mom is the maker of DOD-approved uniform breastfeeding t-shirts. These breastfeeding t-shirts were created with the active duty mother in mind. Whether you're in the Air Force, Army, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, the Police Department, or any other uniform profession, you're sure to find the right nursing shirt for your uniform. With its ease, comfort, and privacy adding design, these shirts make nursing and especially pumping a cinch while you're on duty. Grab a few today and simplify your breastfeeding experience. 
The shirts are available at www.missmilitarymom.com and you can also find them on Amazon. Right. And through your branch, you know, they can, they put together a lot of briefs, you know, slides that kind of show when all your boards will meet as well. So you can kind of get a prediction on that. And of course things change, but you can be pretty confident on uh, dates, board dates and specific, you know, KD jobs. Uh, I'd say easily five years out. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Mm -hmm. So, and then you can adjust after that, but it's good to try and figure out too, like what grade your kids will be in and different, whether you need uh, to be close to certain schools or daycare and sports, you can consider all the extracurriculars for them as well. So there's a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because for me now, you know, I've kind of figured out how much longer I want to stay in uh, before I retire and whether I should get out at 20 or push on to at least 22, for instance. And it depends on if I do battalion command or not. And I don't know yet. They just had a CSL board. So find results out and whether or not I am selected for at least one of my top five choices. So it is, you know, because obviously I'd, I'd want to go to a, to a battalion that, I selected as one of my top choices because it was something like one to 87. You had to rank order them. That's mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. It's exciting too, to do it. It's, it's pretty fun. And you'll be able to do that for a lot of your assignments as well. Uh, yeah. So it's just a matter now for me to figure out like, well, okay, if I get battalion command, then that's great. And maybe I'll drive on for a few more years, but if I don't, then it might be time to start thinking of something else. And, but but I definitely consider how old my son will be at that point and school for him and extracurriculars and all that. And right now my biggest concern is socializing him. He's mm-hmm. only 16 months old and he has very limited interaction with other children at all, you know, because, because of COVID. So and this year is especially difficult in so many ways. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's just a few sporadic meetups that I've been able to do playground and recently at a zoo and things like that. But it's not necessarily kids that he knows. It's always different children and he's not necessarily uh, developing any relationships. And I don't know. I don't know if kids at his age even do that. (laughs) They can start building familiarity with other kids. I imagine they can. So because he certainly recognizes adults now. But it would be nice to have that for him to have, you know, start start making friends and some routines with that with other kids and that's the thing he doesn't have a a routine where he sees other children we'll see too maybe daycare sometime but right now daycare hours don't work for me because of covid so i have i have a nanny at home oh yeah i've heard that's a challenge for a lot of women who are Mm -hmm. in the military right now Right. So that's a big one that you have to take into account as well. So right now my challenge is that the daycares on post close at 5 p.m. So I would have to leave by by 4.30 in order to get there in time. Right. And then they charge you for every minute you're late picking them up oh as my. well. <laughs> it's already expensive, I know. <laughs> right, right. So oh, you, you don't want to make a habit of that. And you certainly don't want your... You know your boss at work to think that you can stay late anytime when you're getting mm-hmm. charged, you know, five dollars a minute that you're late. So, yeah, a lot of different things to take into consideration. Yeah, for sure. 
is there anything else that you've been thinking about? Uh, with, with, uh, family planning, you mean? Yes. I, I don't really think so. The only thing is an additional benefit of if I wait till after company command is that my child, uh, if we just have one, or even if I have two, they won't even be in middle school yet when I retire, if I am able and Mm-hmm. willing still to finish out the full 20, which I am really on, on board for right now. Uh, so that would be good for me because I, I feel that if I'm able to leave at that time, they would have had the military experience to some extent that they could maybe remember because they'd be close to middle school age, but yet they would still get to experience something outside. And I think that that mix could be really interesting for my husband and myself as, just as individuals, but then also for a child. So. Right. Yeah. I that's, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I, yeah, for me, for instance, my son's so young, I'm hoping he does remember a little bit of the, the military life by the time I retire, but he, he'll be so young either way, probably before mm-hmm. kindergarten for him. <laughs> so maybe not. And since yeah. we're, you know, stationed in Germany, he's been traveling all over Europe. Yeah, that's amazing. But you'll always have like the pictures and the stories mm-hmm. that you can tell him. And I think that being able to pass down those family stories, even if you don't necessarily remember it yourself as like the child, I think that that's really amazing things you can pass on to generations to come. It's true. Right. And and I can tell him how he could speak little uh, German words here and there. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> well, oh. right now, right now it's, he understands "chus" means goodbye, so he'll wave. Mm-hmm. Choose. <laughs> oh, that's so adorable! Right, that's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, he'll say a few words. Well, not really. He uh, understands words more than anything right now. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yep, it's pretty good. It's fun. Yeah, I, it's I fun. It's been fun. I think that so I grew up in a very small town, and I was like the fourth generation in my family to grow up in that small town. So. I think that that was a good experience for me, but I'm, I've am i just broadened my perspective so much, being able to travel and see and learn about different cultures and pe- people coming from different backgrounds. And I really want that, if I have a kid, I want that for them, for them to be able to have that. I think maybe nothing wrong with a small town, but maybe a little more broad perspective mm-hmm. of how different places, even within the U.S., every area as its own kind of subculture to some extent and just to be aware of that I think is really beneficial for someone right do you know if you know when when you do retire if you want to return home so Uh, that your child can experience that be the fifth generation there uh I don't know I there are aspects of home and of course I do miss uh, my family but at the same time I grew up in the midwest there's not a lot to see. I think it's more of like a reminiscent type thing that I enjoy about being there. But if you're not from there, it's kind of like, well, what is going on here to do? <laughs> not a lot. So I think it would be really awesome to retire somewhere, maybe in the mountains or maybe closer to the coast, just a lot somewhere with like a lot more of like hiking opportunities and outdoor activities, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe within a drive of being able to make it home on like a four, you know, a four day weekend or something like that. Right. Um, and so. by that point, you'll be thinking of schools as well. Yeah, <laughs> unless, yeah, unless, sure. unless we 
you know, everybody gets used to homeschooling. <laughs> I don't know if everyone is ever going to get used to that. <laughs> My friends are pulling their hair out trying to teach their kids who were not used to that before. Um, I know. I feel pretty fortunate not to have to worry about that. <laughs> I can't imagine trying to do your job from home online while also trying to like on breaks go over and help your kid with school. Uh, just it already seems stressful to be a working parent and having a child and then to have to do that within the same space and not have any space for different areas of your life seems really challenging. So it is I I actually uh, right during the beginning of quarantine when we were working from home, you know, and I, I had my son, he did not let me work at all. It was really it was really difficult. He was excited to have me around all day long, but he also was extremely demanding on my time. And I just really needed two hands to type, but he didn't yeah. allow me to have both hands available. And so I was able to get an exceptional policy, you know, in order to have my nanny come over still. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you were able to be supported in that way. Right. And it helped her out as well, because otherwise she would have just been home. And so she was able to still work and yeah, you know, earn amazing. her income. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge help. It was still reduced hours for her. And there's only so much I could do, you know, from home compared to being in the office. There's a reason we have the office. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in this Bullock environment, most of our classes are online. And for my class, uh, we've determined that we can handle about three to three and a half hours of straight lecture through the online platform before we just struggle absorbing more information. If it's a topic that we're already familiar with, it's easier to make it longer, but brand new information about three and a half hours is max. <laughs> right. And you're doing so, Zoom? Uh, a comb- combination of Zoom and Microsoft Teams. Okay. They wanted, uh, I think the Army would prefer everything be on Microsoft Teams, but there's yes. been some tech issues, so it's kind of been back and forth as needed. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're getting that fatigue from watching everybody on a video all day long. It's exhausting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and not being able to really have that same kind of interaction as you do in the classroom. Right. So our instructor's been really great. And when able, they've made like the first half of the day online lecture. The second half of the day is more researching and responding to kind of some case study or thought questions or a discussion board where we respond to each other. But that way, it's just a different form of learning. Right. Well, good luck. I know you're graduating pretty soon and eager to move on to your new duty station two hours from your husband, but (laughs) I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. Good. My husband hasn't been able to leave uh, more than a certain radius from his base as well. So we haven't been able to see each other while I've been here. How long has that been? Uh, This course is four months long. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a long time. to be apart and not be deployed. <laughs> exactly. It's it's easier, I think, to accept when you're in different countries, but to be in the same country and only within like a day's drive, it's challenging knowing they're so close, but not being able to see them. Right. Well, Sarah, I really appreciate it. Do you have anything else you'd like to add to the discussion today? Um, I don't think so. I think, well, I guess I would just say that I know that you and I have talked about this before, and 
I think it's important reminder for myself as well as anyone else who's considering starting a family or maybe adding more children to their family to just try to take it as time comes, do some planning the best you can, but at the same time, just being flexible and seeing at any given time what's best for you and your spouse and maybe other family considerations and don't put too much pressure on yourself to meet a certain timeline that sometimes maybe our families unknowingly or maybe other aspects of life try to make you feel you have to fit a certain way. Right. So that's what I just try to remind myself of when I feel stressed about making a decision. Right. And, and I would advise that, you know, at no point should you ever feel like you need to share your family planning goals with your commander. You know, you can ask certain questions, for instance, so you understand expectations on maybe training schedule, go in the field, NTC type rotations, deployments, all that. So you can, you know, try to work that in, but you don't need to be specific. It's, I think it's personal when you want to have a baby, uh, especially because it doesn't always go as planned. Your timeline is not necessarily your baby's timeline. Uh, unfortunately, people miscarry a lot as well. And you just never know. And you don't necessarily want to share with the world. And so uh, I think it's important for you to come up with a good plan with your partner and make sure you're on the same page and that you both understand each other's expectations when it comes to your career and to your home life as well. Yes, for sure. I completely agree with all of that. Yep. Well, thanks, Sarah. It was great speaking with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Claudia. I really appreciate it. It was uh, nice to be on here today, and I really enjoyed listening to the other episodes that you've had. It's been informative in my own planning considerations, I guess, and learning what else is available out there for resources if I choose to have a child at some point. That's awesome. Thank you. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with someone who can benefit from this information. You can also follow the Parenting in Uniform Facebook page to stay up to date on the latest news related to military parents and families. Thank you for listening. This podcast has no affiliation with the Department of Defense nor any of the military units or organizations mentioned. This podcast is for information only. Statements and views made by guests are not necessarily those of the host, and no statements should be construed as fact or medical advice.